I initially had put you in there um, nice. because fresh off your smash it EP vineyard nights. What does initially great. mean? Uh, initially means that my work was like, no <laughs> brunch hit it boys. Remote episode. Damn. Snowing. It is snowing. A lot of snow this week. Snow's hot in the streets. Stonks are up. That's true. The smart thing to do when you got something about the episode you don't like that uh, you think takes away from the episode is to immediately call it out and just let everyone know. Off the Normally, I think that normal people would do some sort of back and forth, have a little bit of thing, and then say, as you can tell, this is being recorded via Zoom, but don't worry, gang. We just come out the gate, be like, fuck. This one might suck. Check out next week's episode if you want. <laughs> right. if you want only the premium content. Don't subscribe to, to Patreon or anything. Just if you want only the premium content, just skip this episode. Nah, this is going to be a good episode. Uh, starting with this that I saw on... I, I'm probably going to complain about Twitter on this episode because th- there was a lot of reason this week to complain about Twitter. And I feel like that's kind of just... Uh, uh, <laughs> it's become who we are. Yeah, it's just become kind of like a staple of the, the show. Being the old guys that don't like Twitter anymore. Uh, but I saw uh, Tori Bedford from WGBH, a reporter, encountered this whether with so- someone she knew that she realized like that, that men be weird with uh, the pockets that they choose to use. She's fascinated by how many pockets men's pants have, which we've discussed this, like women get screwed over in the pocket department. For we, sure. We've definitely discussed that. Uh, but it, it led to a big conversation of, wait, so what do men do with all their pockets? Which pockets do they use? And I was looking at some of the responses, and I just find it to be a fascinating topic because I have my answers. I have my right and wrong with pockets, and I, but I don't know yours. I don't know mm-hmm. what the average guy's is. Pete, which pockets do you use? I use uh, the phone. Always goes in my right pocket, my right front? hand front pocket. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's... Basically, all that goes in there, because when you're reaching in for the phone, I'm pulling out the phone a lot. I don't want to pull out the phone and drop some other, drag some other shit out without it. So basically, front right pocket is dedicated to the phone at all times. Uh, back right pocket is the wallet. Stay, stay doing that. And then the left pocket is, is mostly miscellaneous. Like there's not sometimes there's actually there's always a chapstick in there. I don't know if you know this about me. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast. I always got to be strapped with chapstick at all times because of the whole, uh, the whole Accutane thing. Ever since going on Accutane, I have to stay strapped with chapstick at all times because my lips are just, I wouldn't say they're like permanently chapped, but like I always need to keep them maintained. Yeah. It's something that you have to manage. You're right. So something you all, live with always a chapstick at all times in the left front pocket uh, keys go in there. If I'm wearing glasses like I am right now, got a little got a little cleaning cloth that also goes in the front <laughs> left pocket and then the back left pocket stays empty. And then usually like any other pocket stays empty. OK, so there's one. We definitely have a major piece of overlap in that we both use the front right pocket for the phone. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, there's legitimately probably standard. a 50-50 chance at, at the very least. I would probably say most people are right-handed, right? Mm-hmm. 
then you're probably putting like that's your your shooting hand, right? right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about. I was gonna say guns, but then I was gonna say about like phones, wallets, anything. Um, I do the front right pocket for the phone, which I think we can agree. We've decided very standard. It's the industry standard. Mm-hmm. Left is wallet and miscellaneous. Maybe I'll toss a couple of guitar picks in the front right with the phone because it can't do any real damage to the phone. Like if I have a couple of small things, like who knows, maybe I'm not feeling so hot, uh, carry around some, uh, like if I have any, uh, <laughs> if like, I'm not feeling so hot, I'll stay strapped with uh, Imodium where you stay strapped <laughs> with uh, chapped lips. That's like a, it's a weird irrational fear that I have is just like getting sick to my stomach. Uh, also before anybody gets uh, on me about this i don't use chapstick i use burt's bees because oh. burt's bees is the is the uh is the way to go yo who ca- okay i thought you were gonna say I, I, like, people were gonna people were gonna jump on me be like what chapstick is bad for you use burt's bees is way better oh okay i thought you were gonna say that it was like a status thing no and i was yeah. gonna say hey, sh- shut up this episode brought to you by chapstick i'm gonna start using chapstick i uh, don't don't pick on the cheap guys uh yeah i've done the chapstick thing before i just i just know it's not I, I feel like I'm like appropriating your your life if I do not not you in particular, but just I, I know so many people who need chapstick, who always have some sort of lip balm, something for their lips because they need it. I simply I just don't. So there, there have been some years where I've been like, I'm going to get on the chapstick train. Why would I? I don't need it. You know? Yeah, there was a while that I I mean, like for the first whatever, 22 years of my life, never even thought about chapstick. And then last year. Yeah, right. And then I hit 23 and I was like, damn, pandemic shit. Yeah. So notice that we're where we disagree there. The and I'm kind of surprised by this. Crazy. So I would say to you, wallet in the wallet in a back pocket, extremely dated. But you could say like, oh, well, I'm just a classic gentleman or something. And you'll win points for that. Like we'll have listeners who like own a bunch of straight razors and stuff that'll be like, that guy knows what he's talking about. Hold on a second. That's uh, a man's uh, man. <laughs> yeah. Pete's doing a... Uh, actually, hold on a second. Miss, uh, would you please take your headphones off? <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you about this fellow that I know. Right, right. If you would just... Ma'am, if you would just... Uh, if you would just kindly remove your headphones so I can speak to you. Pete is a classic gentleman. Deej, don't, no idea what that guy's doing. I mean, I used to do the... I used to do the wallet in the back pocket, but... Really, it left a. I used to use a bigger wallet. Now, now I think you and I are similar. We use the dinky things, right? Yeah, you'd be crazy. Yeah, I, to use I don't. I don't even have the. Um, I don't even have the wallet that opens anymore. I have like the the flat one where it's like yeah. the cards in the back, and then there's like the money clip. Yeah, I got my cards in the back. A hey, cards <laughs> yeah. is attached. A hey, uh, yeah. like I would. Uh, I mean, like I, I kind of understand like wh- wanting to. Uh, avoid the back like you don't want to be a castanda situation where you're right. lopsided and it is uncomfortable to sit on a wallet and even if it is like a smaller one i don't know it's just like something that i've i've grown accustomed to and i i just feel weird i always leave the left pocket pretty pretty light i would feel weird with it in the front i had jeans that had the imprint of a wallet in my back right pocket from that that, that was that also a major reason why i was like this is gonna mess up my clothes so i i like having yeah i like having everything 
just right with me in the front. And also, if you keep everything in the front, you're less likely to have too much stuff with you. Like there have been. I, that's never a problem for me. I don't. I don't bring stuff. Yeah, I'm not a stuff guy. We've uh, have we ever discussed uh, clutches? Uh, I mean, we've talked fanny packs. Probably same yeah. same sort of discussion. Right. So it's been a, it's been a while since I considered it, but there was a time in my life where I was like, you know, when you're thinking of buying something, and you're just like, just fucking buy it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. Like otherwise, well, what are you doing for the the days, weeks, months until you buy it? Like you you know you you want it, and if you can afford it, just fucking buy it. That's how I was with the clutch for a while. I was like, I I just think that it makes so much sense to have a clutch. And one of my one of my uh, buddies has uh, a clutch, and I w- it just took everything I had to not be like, hey, can I have my phone in your your clutch? And obviously, there's the uh, it was like the stereotype of like the dude who wants to put stuff in their partner's pocketbook, whatever. I like if you're around somebody who has that who story lighten the load, you're Hell like, yeah. fuck, I kind of want to put all my stuff there. Once we once we are freed from this prison of, of, of pandemic uh, or like close to it or like once I once I have a kid or something like I'm absolutely going to be uh a fanny pack guy like like the this over the shoulder strap fanny packs that sits oh, yeah. on the chest i'm definitely going to be that guy i'm going to throw like hand sanitizer in there i'm going to throw the phone in there i'm going to throw like chapstick all like the, probably the wallet like i'll take everything out of the pants throw it in the fanny pack and that's going to be i think that's going to be my thing the fa- i mean the fanny pack renaissance of let's say 2016 2017 2018 maybe even was was incredibly so uh no uh, no pun intended it was incredibly clutch because not yep. only were people I, I feel like it was largely used as a fashion accessory but what a freaking game game changer especially if you're wearing shorts shorts with pockets that's a kind of a different animal Fucking than the worst geez. because nothing stays in short pockets right the yeah the, the short pockets immediately they like fold up at the top and they're just yeah it's weird it's like a uh it's like a push pop everything that's in there whenever you move is just like kind of getting pushed up and out mm-hmm. a little bit it's yeah it's things putting things in in short pockets especially if they're if you're like you're like me i i guess everyone's like this now but um like i like to go quite a bit above the the knee so oh, yeah, if you, I, yeah I, the like five inch inseams now are fucking like the standard industry standard yeah. the short shorts are like crazy crazy in now I, honestly i feel like that's kind of like a well you can decide you're more learned on this guy than i am i'm I'm sitting at the hell out but i feel like that's like the the army hammer call me by your name look that is part of the reason why Right. Well, I, I mean, don't don't mention that name. It's right. It's very, very cancelable, cancelable right now. Uh, but yeah, I think. Well, I think that like um, things have been trending toward. Well, I mean, like all old things come into play eventually, come back in style. So it was only a matter of time. But nostalgia is everything right now, and so. Um, yeah, I think that that the short shorts were always going to come back, and it's it's not surprising that. We- Here's a question: Do shorts matter in 2021? Meaning, like, like project out a couple of months, are we going to care about what shorts we're wearing? Because I can promise you, 
I didn't buy shorts in 2020. I didn't think about shorts I happened to be wearing on any given day in 2020. I just, just whatever it was. Honestly, you know, you know what? Actually, I did get into shorts in 2020, but it was basketball shorts. And like I bought some Red Wings basketball shorts. I think I bought some other cool basketball shorts. All like I was like, I'm not seeing anybody. I want some cool ass comfortable shorts. Yeah, I think I think front design shorts are in. Like where uh like there's like a logo across the front of a pair of basketball shorts. I think yeah. that is gonna be in. Um I I don't go for basketball shorts, and you want to know a big reason why this is sort of a full circle moment. The putting the wallet in the back uh, back pocket has turned me off on basketball shorts because basketball shorts you to don't put them in the front. have yeah. don't have the back pocket, so you got to go front left, and it just feels really weird to me. I'm a big uh, I'm a big sh- sweat shorts guy now. That's a like, good call. I mean, putting I w- I would argue putting anything in basketball short pockets feels weird, awful because, because there's no structure, it. Yeah. so it flops around like crazy. Yeah. Like no matter, you can't get excited. You can't get excited in basketball shorts because, like, if you do like any exaggerated movement, your fucking phone's flying out of your right pocket, your wallet's flying out of the left. Shit, shit's not locked down at all. Shut up, ETD. I'm just saying that if ETD is listening, he's like ready to make a joke uh, when you said you can't get excited in basketball shorts. <laughs> but we're not making it. That's such a easy low hanging fruit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. I'd hope that I'm trying to think of the last time I bought shorts and was like jazzed about them. I got some cool blue uh, shorts, but I don't I know. I, I mean, I, the the, the, la- the only clothes that I've bought in the past year are literally just sweatpants and sweatshirts. I've considered getting a couple of new pairs of joggers because my go tos have taken a freaking beating over the past tell year. You, Costco, man. Costco. I mean, Costco does it. Oh, um, I meant to tell you, uh, my my online friend from the freezer, a pioneer in the bootleg merch game, has been tie dyeing Kirkland shirts. No fucking way. Yeah. Did I tell you that I I almost traded my PlayStation Four for a white Kirkland brand sweatshirt, <laughs> just straight up one for one. Is are they are they selling? Are they like tough to get your hands on? They're tough to get ha- your hands on. Only some Costco sell them. Oh man. I remember a few days after you were like, you brought, I think you brought it up on the podcast. You were like, I want to start wearing Kirkland stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, like John Mayer does that. Like that's a, like we, we right. kind of, kind of yeah. been there. And you were like, yeah, just kind of like a small thought, whatever. And then a couple of days later, I saw Gary Streisky yes. was getting them. And I was like, well, fuck, I feel bad because now it's definitely cool. Like yep. he was definitely ahead of the curve. Should have told him like, like Dogecoin, like get, get out there, Pete. Bye, bye, bye. And I tried and I, and I even, I slid into Gary Streisky's DMs. I mean, like me and Gary are, are like cool and stuff, but like, I was say, we, get, we, get the young man's number. Oh, I think I'm, I think I might have his number. Like, I don't know, but I slid into his DMs. We, we've obviously like chatted and stuff. We're friendly, but I like, I was like, do I, should I slide in the DMs? I slid in the DMs and I was like, yo, I went to my Costco look for that Kirkland brand sweatshirt. I couldn't find it. I'm devastated that you got one. And I was hoping that he'd be like, yo, no worries, man. I'll pick you up one next time I go. Instead, he just took a victory lap. 
And he was like, ha ha, sucks. <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> damn it. So like it was the, devastating. The one time in Gary Strasky's life he's ever been mean. He's like, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought, dumbass. <laughs> right. I was like, I was like, he's definitely going to be like, yeah, I'll scoop you one. And instead, fucking dunked on me. That is, I mean, if you were to bet what, how does Gary Strasky respond to, oh man, you got this thing. You, you have access to this thing I want. What is his response? I would say word for word, 95% chance he is saying, I'll scoop you one. I'll cop you one. He's it's just like, like that guy. Yeah. yeah. He would say that. And Miles would say that. Like, I'll scoop you one. I'll cop you one. That's, that's just uh, how those it guys hurt, man. It hurt. Maybe me and Gary don't have the relationship that I thought we did. You're wearing a cool, uh, oh, Gary, Gary's the best. Uh, you, you're wearing a cool sweatshirt right now. That looks yeah. comfortable. Yeah, it is. It's like a, it's like a, looks like it's a, not, co- not, it's not quite a, like a drug rug, but it's in, in the same vein. It's is that what they more, call those? Yeah. Like the, um, like the stoner sweatshirts kind of. Okay. Okay. I, all right. You've given these two names and both are kind of derogatory <laughs> towards people who live a certain lifestyle. No, I mean like the, no. It's it's like stereotypical, like, it's, I it's guess. Not a, it's not like a stupid smoke, but it looks kind of no. like <laughs> <laughs> no. drug. You never heard the term drug rug? I've really not. I'm I'm, I'm stupid. Yeah, no. yeah. It's, uh, like, but like the drug rugs are usually like the oversized ones. Okay, and they have like yeah. the pa- the patterns or whatever. This is just kind of like a you could wear this to like a, a, a dinner or something. Right. That looks that that looks very versatile. Yeah. Um So you you at the you listening at home. Definitely know what we're talking about. So that's which uh, check. That's which pockets y'all use in. I don't know. I'm kind of thrown for a loop that that a lot of people still do back right. I guess the only reason I stopped using back right was because of a, an experience that I had. So I did you get pickpocketed. No, no, no. Just that like it, oh, it they, messed the up pants. my jeans. So I yeah. don't know why. When I stopped doing it, I think I may have Googled for some. Um, affirmation that like hey is the is the wallet in the back pocket thing done and there were enough websites that were like here's why the wallet in the back thing is done and then it's like why well, you're a bad person if you do put a wallet in the back and um uh, that can take us to go how ahead. do you utilize like other like other additional pockets like a ja- like jacket pockets or a sweatshirt pocket it depends on when I put everything on. I mean, if I've if I've already been walking around for a little bit and then I pop, put pop a jacket on, it's unlikely I'll be adding anything other than keys to it, right? Yeah, because my keys phone's probably in, my pocket. I like the I like the um the the wallet in the inside pocket of a jacket. Ooh, yeah, that is uh that's it's it's very cool to like open up the 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 jacket. And like reach the other hand in, take it, take out the wallet. To, yeah, I think that's a that's a gentleman's move. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're douchey enough about it, you can right, make exactly. anything a gentleman's move. <laughs> yeah. As long as you have some like backstory about how somebody a thousand years ago once did that, and oh, we do you know it's it's like the um, I used to be annoying with this, but I don't wear a belt with suits. I probably used to say because you're not supposed to. Now I'll just say. Because it's not traditional to do, but I, I a lot I've, of people do it now. So whatever, I've picked like, that up from you. you. I've picked that up from you, and it's people like I, I will go to war and I will die on the hill that you should not be wearing a belt with suits. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I give. I've just like sort of like converted to like just being like that with pants 
for the most part. You know what? I th- I think part of why I want I so embraced the no belt with a suit culture was because I'm generally not I just don't like belts a lot, I guess. They seem very unnecessary. Yeah, fucking buy just, pants that fit. It's an admission that you sucked at the pants purchase. Either I mean like I get the I, I mean like I get like the functionality of a belt like some for some people the pants don't fit like they used to. And sometimes you you got to you're not going to just buy a new pair of pants. That's true. Just get a, I mean, but on a suit, your suit is supposed to fit yeah. you. So no, no belt on a suit. And I would say, what is the number one comment made about somebody wearing a suit other than, Hey, that person looks good in that suit. I don't think people will often say, Hey, that suit, that person looks bad in a suit or that's a bad suit for that person. I feel like a very common comment is why doesn't that person wear suits that fit or hey, yes. that person's suit doesn't yeah. fit them. And I feel like it's often with, it's often with the pants. It's pants. Yeah. Pants are the biggest problem. Like it's just like when they just go forever at the bottom. Yes. Like, and that, that part's easy, man, that you can get that taken care of. I don't know, 15 bucks. Right. Yeah. When it goes forever at the bottom and when it just kind of like, when it just goes straight down and oh, it's yeah. just like, where are your legs? Like, I don't, can't tell where your legs start and, and, and end. Yeah. Where are the other two legs, King? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's fashion advice from us. I was saying this to somebody. We were talking about colors that we fall into the habit of wearing. And I was like, I don't think I've paid enough attention. This is so sad, but like, I just don't think I've paid enough attention to fashion in clothes the last maybe like three years now to have any sort of, Oh, this is what I do or this is what I don't do. And I, I think I, I used to kind of be like that. I used to be like, Hey, these are the types of shirts that I think look good on me. These are the types of pants that I think look good on me. And now I don't want to be like this anymore, but now I'm just kind of like, it's, it's obviously been exacerbated over the past um, 11 months, but now I'm just like, those are the pants that are near me. Those are the shoes that are near me. Let's go. But I, I used to really think often uh, you like build the outfit from the ground up. I used to think that way and be like, what am I going to wear today and all that stuff? And now it's just now it's sadly not really there. And we're going to come out of this. And I feel like a bunch of people are going to be confused. Like, shoot, I got to I got to try to look good right now. Well, what is that? What what clothes can I put on that make me feel good? I'd be. Yeah. Throwing- I'm not sure that I'm going to care all that much. I, I, I think that like, I've sort of just transitioned into the, like the role of like, Hey, he, he, uh, he's not, he's not trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just kind of like, I just throw on a, at a, like a distressed t-shirt. Hey, that's it gets my you cl- It gets you closer to rock bottom hot. Right. That oh. always works. Um, I rewatched the Belko experiment the other day. Hell yes. I just had a hankering. I don't know why. I sought it out. I, it wasn't even on or anything. I was like, oh, I got to see the Belko experiment. I like that. Uh, I've now I, seen it twice. I like that uh, we've been discussing our, our like burning desire to see good movies recently. And then you just decided to go watch the Belko experiment. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Twitter makes me sick. Twitter is this place where you you know going into it, it's going to be terrible. And like, I don't know why you're blah, blah, blah. I'm anyway, not doing that. I knowingly put on the Belko (laughs) experiment, which we've seen and discussed blow by blow. Uh, I I don't really have any new notes on it. Terrible movie. Uh, (laughs) 
that uh, that guy taught is his name Tony Goldwyn. Sure, yeah, the guy who hosted the, the digital inauguration party, Tony Goldwyn. Yeah, he was uh, he was in it. Can he didn't lie? He was in it. He was in it. Hi, everybody. I'm the Belco Experiments Tony Goldwyn. <laughs> I may play a president of Belco Industries on TV or in the movies. But you already knew that. No, he played, uh, he was the uh, COO. What's that? The chief operating uh, officer. Chief operating, okay. Uh, kind of crazy, though, that movie. They just, they just like a bit, they, they had a huge ass building and all those employees. That's so much money to spend on an experiment. And at the end, at the end, do you remember how it ends? Yeah, it's like some other company, uh, or like was it like the FBI or something? Or like uh, some other other outsourced company was running it from a warehouse. So the, there's a there's a hangar next uh, next door, and they know that something's going on in the hangar because all the people that were checking them in, because there was a lot of security when they entered it's like that military day. kind yeah. of right. Yeah, they they all went into this hangar next door, so they're like, we don't know what's going on, but there's a bunch of people next door. Maybe let's get their attention. Remember, they were like, oh yeah, yeah. signs, and mm-hmm. they were shooting at them. Um, so they were they were overseeing it. There, it was a government thing. They're doing like a social. They're doing some research. He escapes, or no, he wins, and mm-hmm. he takes all of the, uh, he collected all the bombs from people who were, uh, who were murdered, so he had them, and then when he's in like the, they do like an exit interview or whatever, and he puts the bombs on the people that are interviewing them, flips all the switches, so they all explode, and he kills uh, all those guys, and then he walks out, and it zooms out and you see that he's on a screen walking out and there's like a million screens and there's a bunch of people walking out of similar things. And it says phase one, complete phase two, begin. And then for a while I was like, fuck, we never got a Belco experiment uh, sequel. And then I Googled, are we getting it? We're definitely not. No, no. Do you know who uh, wrote the Belco experiment? No. Or who made it something? I don't know. Um, uh, James Gunn. Really? Yeah, that's a... Uh, it's a Marvel guy. Right, that's a Marvel guy, right? It's, the, yeah, isn't that the the Guardians of the Galaxy guy? So the, I remember there was a lot of talk about James Gunn, right? He, yeah, he, he was get... like briefly canceled uh, for old tweets, and then he was reinstated. Oh, okay, okay. So I remembered, yeah, I remembered him. Um, so it's written by James Gunn. I just remembered... James Gunn's name as I remember he was taken off a project and everybody was, is there like yeah, a, it was, it was the gardens of the galaxy three. Okay. That he was taken the, off of did the same thing. I didn't know that it was uh, over um, like any sort of uh, behavioral. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. It was like a, it was like old tweets, but it was like him trying to be like an edgy comedian. Oh yeah. I remember this. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, so he, he basically like, he basically apologized and said that like, I was trying to just push the envelope being an edgy comedian and yeah. obviously these haven't aged well. And then he was like forgiven. He was put back on guardians of the galaxy. And then, uh, he got the new suicide squad movie as well. Interesting. Uh, another comedian is now in the news, Craig Ferguson. People are revisiting probably my favorite video in the world, which yeah, is 2007 Craig Ferguson being like, Hey, uh, 
I'm not going to make fun of Britney Spears. And everyone was like, (laughs) I know if we're spending so much time going back in time, canceling people for like their old, old stuff that hasn't aged. Well, we should go back in time and give fucking Craig Ferguson a medal of honor for being like the one person in the world that was like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't continuously dunk on people for like mental health issues. Right. Right. Unbelievable. And that video is important because a it was very just it was just like an extremely it was a beautiful uh example of compassion mm-hmm. that even now like I, we're way better about mental health now i don't know if we're much better about compassion you know nope. i don't know that that we that we actually not online right 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 i suppose um but I, I mean, I'm working on that. I hope everyone's working on that. There's a part in that video where he says, um, I think my aim's been off. Yeah. And I just love that fucking line. It's a great because line. Because I've felt that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you've felt that. I hope everyone's felt that. You know, I, I hope that everyone's felt like, hey, you know what? I got to rethink a couple of things or like, hey, you know what? That, that thing... You know, yeah, I, got, I, I don't fuck with that. I don't think that we're doing the right thing here or whatever. Like, yeah, it's basically it's saying, like, I'm key. well in, I feel like I'm well intentioned and like I want to have a good time and I, I don't want to be like everybody's like a party pooper, but like maybe not this thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so that, that's a, that's an incredible video. If you haven't seen it, um, do it. I've probably mentioned it on here before because I legitimately, I watch it probably at least twice a year. And it just makes me, it just makes me feel like a human. Um, but that came up. This video is resurfacing because of the New York Times uh, framing Britney Spears documentary thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, it's part of a series. It's part of a series. Yeah, it's like an episode in a series. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? Um. It was underwhelming. Like it didn't teach me a whole lot. It kind of just like summarized. It was like a, it was yes. a good. It was a good informational summarization of what's going on. Yes, that's exactly it for me, at least. Like I, I didn't think it was too um, revelatory. Right. Like it wasn't. It wasn't extremely like journalistic or like investigative. That's what I thought it was going to be like uncovering shit it really wasn't it was presenting facts and like presenting certain viewpoints and i mean unbelievably sad yeah yeah but i mean like we kind of knew that right right um my biggest takeaway was and this is like kind of similar to the craig ferguson thing just like seeing how remembering how things were back then and how the light in which people were cast is like this this man like i've said this about like when people go back and say like oh this person did this this person did that if they did it in front of a big audience then there was an audience full of people who laughed at it understood it encouraged it wanted it and everything and like the uh like i don't know like stuff uh, tina fey wrote this joke or tina fey did that or whatever like tina fey wrote that joke for america and everybody said great job and like uh, craig ferguson when he says anna nicole smith died people laugh the audience laughs because they're like oh we're, we're joking about anna nicole smith right like times were really fucking 
different and it's been on everybody to hopefully improve hopefully think like hey like that you know what that that they that's not funny you know don't don't say that shit anymore and watching the britney spears thing i was like oh yeah that is totally how people treated britney spears that is totally how they fucking viewed her and honestly i i think the i think the documentary didn't do a great job of presenting um i was gonna say both sides it just i just don't think it it got into any sort of issues that she was having. All it really presented was people were horrible to her yeah. and it didn't say like, here's what, what, what happened to here's her. What, here's what like spurred how, the, right. Like the here's criticisms. what she was going through or whatever. I think that we all kind of had our, to use our memory to piece it together, but obviously but I, she was I, going through hell. Yeah. And I, I mean, like I, I think that, that one of my biggest takeaways was I, I think that like, in some ways, celebrity has changed a little bit. Like, I forgot how fucking suffocating and, like, unnecessarily cruel people were to Britney Spears just because, like, she was one of... I, I don't want to say, like, not that many celebrities, but, like, she was one of, like... M- there were mega celebrities. And she was one of them. Yeah. And now I feel like celebrity is way more spread out. Like, there are more celebrities now than I feel like there have ever been because of, like, the internet. People getting famous from, like, TikTok, from from the internet, from, like, websites, from TV, from all across the board. Whereas, like, I feel like entertainment was more consolidated, like, oh, 20 definitely, years definitely. ago. So, like, the, people attach themselves to Britney Spears way more than, like, than people attach themselves to other celebrities now who might be in, in her position. So like she was completely suffocated from like the time she was 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could be wrong there. Like it could be, I, I think it still team. exists with certain people. I think they're like There's Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift probably experienced yeah. something similar. Like I'm sure Ariana Grande one direction can't walk down the street or right. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Like the, the, the boy band thing and uh, like the starlet thing still kind of does exist. but you're right. I mean, it's never been, I feel like notoriety has never been more common where yeah, everybody, if they want, or if they choose to like, can be a YouTuber, can be a Twitter personality, can be whatever. So prayers up for Brittany. I fucking love, I mean, did, did you have this? Did you buy baby one more time when you were a kid? Uh, yeah. And I, I, they were, they were talking about, um, like her childhood friend or whatever, her like her manager was like, Britney would get all this fan mail uh, and it would <gasps> fill up an entire room. And I remembered when I was a kid, I wrote a li- I l- wrote a letter to Britney Spears. What did you say? Uh, I don't know. I just like just like wrote like a love letter to Britney Spears. I was, she was like my biggest first crush. Oh yeah, she and was. I think yeah. I asked. I might have asked for like a for like a signed poster or something. I don't know. But like yeah. I had a Britney Spears poster in my room and. Like I loved Britney Spears. Oh yeah, that was my biggest. For her and Jessica Alba were like my two biggest first crushes. Oh wow, Jessica! I feel like Jessica Alba is. I feel like that's where we're seeing the age difference between us. But Britney Spears definitely like loved Britney Spears, and I remember that was around the age. I think it was like fifth grade. That's when my friends and I were like starting to to look at whether you'd like girls boys whatever but like look at like what what's what fancy do you right just yeah. be like wow i think that's a beautiful person 
Yeah, and I've no, never I, cared I, about I've never yeah. cared about shit like that before. Uh, but same that was my, that was my, my first like wow, what a nice face, right? But I mean, and this shows that I mean, hopefully everybody's changed over the years, become better people, smart people, and everything. Like here's one way in which I haven't changed. I was like, oh my god, like, we love Britney Spears. Oh my god, she's so pretty. Plus the song fucking bangs. Am I right? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, it's fine. So I just sounds like shit. You hear on the radio. I'm like, no, 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 no. This has like a fucking, there's like a fucking disco thing going on. Disco's not fucking cool right now. This is a fucking, she's got basically a fucking disco song right now. Who else got a disco song? Tell me who's got a disco song. That, that's not a disco song. They don't have a fucking disco song. Shut the fuck up. Jim. You must've been the worst in like middle school. <laughs> oh, I mean, People would just been like, we don't care. Shut up. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I fucking loved baby one more time. That is. And I still do. Baby one more time is an incredible song. song. That's, I feel like that was around that had to have been that, that that's a song that put Max Martin on the map. I know that he'd probably done some stuff before, but that was like the first, wait a second, who is responsible for this? Because this is the fucking best. And it was Max Martin. And then they were like, yo, you want to write some songs for uh, Backstreet Boys? Sure. Millennium. He did fucking I Want It That Way. Hey, you know what? We're going to bump you up now. You, you, you can work with the kids. Let's let's bring in a uh, an adult for you. Okay. I'll just write That's The Way It Is by Celine Dion. No big deal. And then from there, that guy has just... We heard his music the other night, the weekend, just doing a bunch of uh, fine work from Max Martin. So, yeah, I... I loved Britney Spears. Yeah. Same. All those uh, fucking. Oh man. Speaking of uh, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl halftime show, I wrote uh, a thing for CBS this week where I did uh, who should do the Super Bowl halftime show in 2022. Oh and, boy. That is so SEO. Yeah, it really is. And I took like, I did like three or four serious ones and then just like, who just put? got weird with it. Uh, I had like Drake, um, uh Taylor Swift was in there. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Don't think Taylor Swift would do it, but um I had Snoop Dogg would be great because it's in LA and he's got a lot Ooh. of friends. He could put on a great show. Um and then I kind of just got like weird. I I initially had put you in there um, nice. because fresh off your smash it EP Vineyard Nights. What does initially great. mean? <laughs> uh initially means that my work was like no. <laughs> That's, so that's gonna be a had to take had to take you out of there um and so they got we we got to a discussion what oh, would yeah. a dj bean halftime show look like i have no idea i have no i didn't put any thought to it but i i do think that it's a good thing to to try to figure out i think it's just in case to have that ready uh mm-hmm. i have no fucking clue like i'd probably like bring you out or something i don't know like what I, you have to, you know, you have to pay for it, right? Yeah, um, I, I looked you don't that get up. paid for that. I know you don't get episode. paid, but I think that, uh, I they think changed, that the NFL covers, covers like the, all the costs and stuff. So they changed recently. I, I thought the last, I thought like two or three years ago, they changed it to, uh, you pay to do it. I could really? be wrong. I, I, I know that forever you didn't get paid and that was like a cool exposure like, box, baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It made it made us feel just like uh, the rock stars of like doing shit and uh, and not getting paid for it. That's a thing for certain. I don't know at certain points in our careers. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if it's changed. I did see... I looked up, like, one... I did, like, a quick Google search, and I, I saw that, like, the NFL covers the costs, and, like, y- you don't get paid. I don't know if, if, like, the artists actually pay. Okay. So, I mean, if, if I'm paying to put on my own halftime show, you guys aren't getting a very good <laughs> halftime show. Like, the like the weekend, supposedly, I, people d- don't believe it. The weekend supposedly puts $7 million of his own money into it which i just i cannot believe but who knows weekend's got to be loaded so maybe it's no i thing saw that he, he he spent like he spent like 10 million dollars or something around there on like his airbnb for the week oh okay so then yeah so then sure maybe he spent seven million dollars maybe maybe the, the weekend is uh who knows maybe in addition to just being a prolific musician who's made a lot of money maybe he's like invested well or maybe he was independently wealthy Maybe he's like a like a Julia Louis Dreyfus situation, where like yeah, sure they had this huge career, but they didn't need to. That was like a they just happened to also be fucking great comedian and actress, etc. Um, but I don't know what I would. Uh, let's see, would I try to? I would. The big thing with Super Bowl is like you bring out other acts and stuff. I feel like all the acts I would bring out would be better than me. Yeah, that'd be tough. Tough. That, that they would be. I'd, I'd be uh, like my my buddy Julian has brought this up. Like the whole uh, if you bring Kendrick on a song, like oh you get murdered. Like oh why would you put Kendrick on your song? He's just gonna upstage you. He's so much better than you. And he was like, people didn't fucking say that about Santana. That's all Santana did. That's true. Santana would just bring everybody. Like, Fucking like Michelle Branch fucking smoked Santana in the game of love. Rob Thomas? Oh yeah, my but no, god. But nobody's ever like, oh man, the song would be so much better without if it was just like a Michelle Branch song. Right. Like, true. When you when, when Santana brings Michelle Branch on a song, it's like, oh man, I'm so glad these two are working together. Right. They came together. Right. Yeah. I don't see I don't think that I'd be able to uh give that sort of thing off. I don't think people would be like, hey, DJ and I don't know. Hamouth is the only Hamouth Diane Coffee is the only examples I could think of uh, because that's people I actually know. But I don't think anyone would be like, "Ooh, those two worked well together." They'd be like, "Well, it's a good thing." Would have been would have been great. way cooler if we just had Hamouth, right? Like, thank God DJ brought Hamouth on. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, would you like? Would uh, I? I I feel like the actual show and the kind of swiftness of it where like you go to Taylor Swift show, part of it is you love the songs. Part of it is, you know, it's just going to be a huge ass, big, crazy production. Right. Um, I feel like that was a big part. That was kind of like what Gaga's show was. It's what, um, Katie, the weekend sure. show, Katie Perry. I mean, yeah, the weekends was like way more scaled back than Gaga and Katie yeah. Perry. Um, so, I mean, I think that I would have to just count on shit like that. But I don't yeah. like I don't know what I want to like fly. Yeah, Maybe like, I'd like rent Travis Scott's uh, like bird he flies around on. <laughs> but like, do you think that you'd be able to do like choreography? I don't know. Maybe I get to like a bunch of go karts or something and just like race them around. That'd be pretty there. cool. Yeah, nice little like Mario Kart track. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I'd have to write nice. new songs. I don't think I don't know. If- Vineyard Nights. I don't know if it would translate well to a halftime show. <laughs> Vineyard Nights halftime show would be fucking hilarious. So, you know, now I can see it. 
like the beginning of like Vineyard Nights is playing. Like I'm not on the stage yet. And you're just like they hear like and you're just like, oh shit, he's starting with one. He's starting with one. And like I don't know, like that's the halftime show I feel like is like 15, 20 minutes. So that would have to go for at least like six, seven minutes while people <laughs> waiting. You could do the whole Michael Jackson move, which is maybe the biggest power move of all time. Where he came, he came out at the beginning of the halftime show, and he he literally stared at the crowd in silence oh, yeah. for like he, for like three minutes. He loves doing that. Yeah, he wasted like fifteen percent of his halftime show just staring at the crowd, like just begging them to get louder. And guess what? They did. Just an incredible move. Okay, so we're off to a good start. So we got a long stretch of Vineyard silence. Nights one intro. Then I come out, or like they reveal me. I'm there's some like fog going on or whatever, and silence. You're gonna do the intro first, and then you're gonna sit in silence. Right, right. So like, like that's, and then I'm like revealed, and they're like, all right, fine, and then I stop, take a minute, look around, check out everybody, get a hold of your surroundings. Right, right. Just stake the place out for a little bit. Just make sure, like, look behind me, look at me, make sure no one's coming for me. And then I feel like this is a halftime show move. Uh, some like just like big hits on the uh, like the, the, the backing band would do like so it'd be like uh, when the lyrics come in, it's just like these like big staccato hits. So it'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Like the background mm-hmm. music would just be like, bop. Instead of just like, but yeah. and then maybe I do some like choreography with it, like quick moves, and they'd be like, oh, fuck, he's not fucking around. He came with a, that's like a actually, that's like a very Britney Spears move, very boy band move. And then, yeah, every, everybody does like the medley thing, which yeah. I, I get. I think it would be a fucking sick power move if uh, somebody just came out, did one song and did like a 15 minute jam version of that song. Like new radicals coming out doing a 15 minute version of you get what you give. Yeah. That would be so cool. Hell yeah. Did you see that? um, Vampire weekend put out two versions. Uh, They have a song called 2021, which is maybe two minutes long, minute and a half short song. Uh, They put out two 20 minute, 21 second, uh, 2021s the other day. They had the band, uh, jam band goose did a 20. Uh, oh, those guys. Yeah. Those are the guys that they always talk about. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, they did, uh, yeah, they did a 2021, 2021. Um, yeah, I like that. Like a super long, oh, which of the vineyard, I, I feel like vineyard nights one would is best. Uh, is best suited for a super long version. I like that that move just because it's like it's very rooted in like, yo, we love this song. We're just gonna we're just gonna play it. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna put on a great show. We're not gonna like we're not gonna try to be all things to all people. Yeah, and like you know, people would complain about it. You know, Twitter would be like they're only playing one fucking song. But yeah. like, I would love that. That'd be such a that'd be such a cool move. And I, I love when a song especially in i feel like this happens in award shows when like you deviate from the song a little bit you go to a little different place and you're like all right they're doing something else they're doing something else and like this is cool i like where they are right now cool i wonder where you go next and you just 
most of you assumes the song is done and they're like now nah, we're going back to the song like this is all just a super long version of that song so uh like maybe i'm doing vineyard nights one i really get out there really stretch it out goes super long and everyone's like hey cool uh sweet it's it stinks we don't get to hear like the the time is ours part but i mean i figure he probably's not going to play the the time is ours part and then nine and a half minutes later the time is ours so let's mm-hmm. drive our cars to them vns i feel like it'd be a big hit what if somebody I, mean, I like the idea of somebody that no one's ever heard of just playing the super bowl halftime show because i feel like people would still watch it so they yeah i mean what, you like, gonna, you can, i think that turn prince, it off <laughs> i think that prince did a better halftime show than this guy <laughs> oh really really <laughs> So you you think? Let me just get this down. You think Prince is better than The Weekend? This is wait till wait till the guys hear about this. Okay, good. Oh wait, you also you think that that Prince is also better than Jennifer Lopez? Oh my God, this is crazy. Okay, uh, you, but you you think that like the Britney Spears, uh, Prince even better than that? Whoa. So Prince, so Prince like one of a kind artist, one of the best ever. Okay. Obviously, I hate the Super Bowl halftime show talk. Yeah, it's, I hate it's it. Terrible. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, pr- pr- uh, uh, the weekend was enjoyable. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like over the top amazing or anything. But like, I I wasn't watching, being like, when is this gonna be over? Right. I wasn't getting up during. I I liked watching it. I was glad that right. I was watching it. It was a very good fucking performance. He was he's great. The uh, the orchestra looked cool. I liked the setup. Yeah, uh, I liked. I, I thought it was cool that like he used sort of like the empty crowd to his advantage with the way that he set up. Uh, do you think that was a planted meme? The what? The inside the little. No, I think that he's just like that. That chaotic. Okay. Why do you I, think that it was a planted meme? Maybe. I don't. I mean, I don't hate him for it. Uh, if if that was the case, I thought about doing. Uh, it would have been mean. I thought about doing a. Uh, me looking for any one of these memes to actually be funny (laughs) because they they were all everyone just did such obvious ones like when some of them i like couldn't believe i like read a thousand times i was like wait is it that's that's seriously the joke it was like one of them was like uh me when i can't find something i'm like yeah like looking around yeah right (laughs) but also i couldn't tell i forget who did that because that that seems like something i would do like when you're looking for something and then it's a thing of just somebody looking for something, but the best one, uh, Connor Ryan. Yeah. That was, that was so good. (laughs) That was by far the best because it wasn't all of them were like Belichick looking for a quarterback or like Belichick looking for receivers or all these things. Honestly, I feel like most of them were just like Bill Belichick stinking, which was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, me trying to follow, my hostess to my table at the cheesecake factory cheesecake factory humor is so good it is it is because it's like no i feel like nobody really hates the cheesecake factory but we all recognize that it's like a pretty shitty place oh yeah it's do you think that the do you think the cheesecake factory sells merch yeah probably i would imagine so they sell everything else that's true right if if that if that ain't on the menu oh my god let's see uh uh (laughs) <laughs> okay so i think i gotta get it on this um like i feel like cheesecake factory exists solely for the memes yeah i'm right they were way way before memes existed they or i were popularized i should say they were like you know what we're gonna make stuff for the memes um 
So do you know what Cheesecake Factory's uh, stock name thing is? As you can tell, I've been using Robinhood. I know how to use all the... C-H-C-K. Better. Cheese. Is it just cheese? Better. Cake. C-A-K-E. Wow, it's just cake? (laughs) I mean... I feel like I have to invest in the Cheesecake Factory. You know what you got to do? You got to go. Sell my Dogecoin. Next week when you come to my house, go five minutes down the road, go to the beach, and then tweet, investing in cake by the ocean. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so let's see. Order now. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm just looking at the stuff they have at Cheesecake Factory. I want to buy all of it, but it's all food. Um, let's see. About us, store, ship a cheesecake. What the hell? That seems dangerous. Okay, let's see. Cheesecake Factory merch. There's no real stuff. I mean, really? if there if there was like like this uh what I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing like a full zip hoodie. If on the left it just said like Cheesecake Factory, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> let's You know what? We let's should make bootleg Cheesecake Factory merch. Yes, let's jump on because the, the Kirkland is going to the moon. That's the Kirkland is Bitcoin. Let's make Cheesecake Factory merch Dogecoin. our Dogecoin. I think oh, that yeah. we can do that, right? Okay, we well, this so, could get in trouble. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, we, we, we for sure wouldn't sell it. We would just have to have it made. <laughs> right. There are, there's a Cheesecake Factory hat. It's an employee hat on eBay. It's $5. I don't know. Maybe I just I just like the Cheesecake Factory lettering and all that. It does look cool. Yeah, it's very uh, it's like it's like it's sort of like Willy Willy Wonka. Yeah, tonight the Cheesecake Factory was the best time. I've it was the happiest I've been in months. You know that's from no Step Brothers. <laughs> Bro, what he, he on Christmas Eve. Oh, uh, yes, like, yeah, 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 He's like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, go yeah. the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, drink. drinking by himself at yeah. the Cheesecake Factory. And she That's says, incredible. but it's Christmas Eve. And he says, oh, right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dark. It's so dark. <laughs> That's an incredible moment. I mean, Richard Jenkins is just such a legend in that movie. I mean, Rumpus Time is Over is great. The cheese, the whole cheesecake factory thing, it's extremely my kind of shit. And then the dinosaur stuff is incredible. Just how progressively tired he gets over the course of that movie is an incredible display of. Oh acting. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just loses any any amount of happiness, energy, just gets sucked right out of him by Dale and Brennan. What a good movie! What a good movie. Um, on the subject of excellent actors. We got to get Stoolbarg on here, man. I would we got to get Stoolbarg. We've been kicking around like, hey, we, let's get back into the swing of having guests more regularly. Stoolbarg. We are big Stoolbarg guys. We, gotta, we, we should be zeroing in on Stoolbarg. I watched a Stoolbarg interview the other day because I was considering making a Stoolbarg uh, fan cam. <laughs> nice. Like, like, imagine just like Stoolbarg interviews. I like. What is it? I like cash and hair to my ass. Yeah, can you make yes. it go fast? Did that one, <laughs> and it's all stoolbarg. I would, I'd watch it. I'd watch yeah. the hell out of it. 
Um, yeah, I, I want him on the, the show just so that we can intro him and uh, do a nice little throwback to the joke that we had in the Oscars like five years 45 ago. 45-time Oscar winner, <laughs> school bar. I was thinking of that, He would be like, what? I think your information is wrong. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Shape of Water cleaned up. Yep. And you were there. We should. I was thinking of like making, uh, if we made like a promo to like try to get new listeners, um, and we could all, we could just do all fake shit, like stuff that's not from episodes, but it could be um, us just kind of being ourselves, but intentionally for a promo type thing. So like maybe Ellen's there and she's like, hey, uh, she's like, I watched a great movie over the weekend and both of us at the same time say, let me guess, Michael Stuhlbarg was in it. (laughs) Like that's I have to have to stuff we do. That, I have to imagine that the the numbers would skyrocket after that. <laughs> Let me guess, Mike. Imagine two people at the same time saying that. How funny would that be? It's just like a it shape it like a like a very bad uh, network sitcom promo, right? Exactly. Like an NFL exactly. game. Exactly. Hell yes. I was listening to something great the other day. Well, it probably wasn't your podcast. <laughs> hey, you're on the podcast too. <laughs> like stuff like that. Uh, we got yes. a lot of shit we got to work on, but uh, promo involving that classic Michael Stuhlbarg joke. I had I had the old Your Honor conversation with my mom this weekend. It's and a difficult let me tell conversation you. to have with your mom, but everyone's got to have it sometime. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I got to tell you, my mom is canceled because... Uh, she goes, who is that guy? Who is that the guy that plays Jimmy Baxter? Because I fucking hate that what? guy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Oh Are you kidding God. me? Bye, mom. Fucking filing the paperwork to get yeah. disowned. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, she not. So she later clarified that she is not a fan of the Jimmy Baxter character, which I think is fine. I don't think that Jimmy Baxter is an excellently written character. I mean, the the dialogue in this show, we agree. We've discussed, yes. Yeah. Jimmy Baxter's insistence on having a 48-hour deadline, a literal deadline, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Also, uh, if you got Stuhlbarg, give him some more variety other than, I'm not losing another son. Yeah. I'm not losing another son because that line... Stuhlbar can can turn any line into whatever the hell he wants, but if you just give him one line over and over again, you're limited in Stuhlbarg, and that right. is the greatest sin you can commit when you have Stuhlbarg. That's right. I've been uh, I've been very hesitant about criticizing Your Honor on Twitter, uh, especially after bringing attention to myself. Uh, by sliding into right. Isaiah Whitlock's DMs, but uh, I think that my criticisms are very valid. Like I very, I really enjoy the show. It is not a great show. I would it's say it's gone off like, the rails, right? It's, it's gone, gone off the rails. Uh, it's it's fantastically, uh, I think in in the literal sense of the world word, it's fantastically entertaining. Um, it is just super dramatic, very sloppy at points, and very lazy at other points. Just uh, once again this week, them bringing in. Uh, them bringing in COVID for absolutely no reason other than to, to further a plot point just made my eyes roll back into my head so fast that they got whiplash. Oh my God. I mean, the, in what five minute 
span was this show filmed? <laughs> right? Like, it uses the term social distancing, but has no idea what the pandemic, what the pandemic is like and how people behave. So, like, I, I think they somehow knew that maybe something's coming or, like, I, I'm just so confused by how did they work the pandemic into this and how is this the idea that they had for the pandemic? When he says, I got to go hang out with Chet Hayes in the back and they're in a courtroom and they're yelling at each other and they're doing the court thing and they're approaching the bench and they're doing all this stuff. The two, the, the, the prosecutor and the defense attorney go in with, start to yes. walk in with him and he goes, yeah. ah, let's keep our social distancing. Like what? Literally, <laughs> literally social distancing does not exist in the show until he mentions it. And then it, it didn't exist when he mentioned it, and then it didn't exist exist after he mentioned it. Also, what was the fucking plan without the pandemic? Right, that's like, what I'm saying. Well, like, how else is he is, getting them out of that room? It is only it only exists when it's convenient to further a plot line. Yeah, and that just shows how not fantastically written it was. It's not, it, like, it, I mean, it just isn't. But I mean, you said entertaining. I, I love this show. I, yeah. I I don't think it's I don't think it's great. I don't, I'm as excited for a finale as I've I've been in. I guess maybe since um, the Undoing, but like yeah. before that, I mean I'm exci- I'm ve- I'm counting down the minutes till Sunday because I, I want to see how this plays out. I think I texted you this. I was looking forward to this past Sunday more for Your Honor episode nine than I was for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and I it, think like honestly, like the sloppiness and the laziness of it kind of sort of plays into that because i want to see what stupid shit they do next right 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 right. like is this thing going to be resolved the answer is almost always probably not mm-hmm. and are they going to decide to add more stuff with time running out the answer probably. is always yes <laughs> yeah. so like now they've brought in that michael's wife was having an affair between that charlie and franny knowing the cop connection to the Eugene situation, yeah, and the trial, so much, which now involves Chet Hayes. They have added so much the last, <laughs> like, I think just the last episode, right? Like all those things I just said, yeah, I think we're literally just, just all in the last sixty minutes. And you still got uh, Costello trying to figure shit out, and like there's, and you you've still got uh, Adam and Fia. There is so much shit. There's the there's the whole like storyline of cops torturing their right. uh, their detainees yeah. <laughs> like that was just brought up and never addressed again and i the one thing that i'm kind of stuck on is if the the pedophile teacher solely exists to tell the guy charlie about adam being the person who who did the hit and run that is so unnecessary. I know there are a million other ways, right? That, that he could have found out. He is best friends with the judge, right? A million other ways that he could have found out. He is incredibly connected to this story. Exactly. Yes. So if that is her only purpose, which it seems like her only purpose in the story was to deliver the news that she delivered at the end of last episode. Yeah, what the yeah, they, they that meant that they had to write in the whole NYU storyline, right? And him lying about getting in and not wanting to go in, and then the, like the, then they had to bring in the mother for like the go deep or the the grandmother for the go deep, not wide thing. Which I don't know if I'm not to speak ill of uh Mrs. Desiato, but 
I don't know if I necessarily agree with the go deep, not wide. That's just one person's philosophy. And I'm sure that the kid it takes to heart because his late mother said it. But like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that philosophy. Go deep, not wide. Yeah. Just, I think uh, both both can be valuable. Right, yeah, right. Don't stick to one, I would say, is mine. I mean, I think our podcast goes wide more than it goes deep, especially the time that we made you wide again. That's true, right. We literally went wide one time. Yeah. I've been going back to uh, spin class, so maybe I'm not going to get wide, but maybe I'll get less, uh, I don't know, less whatever I am. Trying. Yeah, I've been... Th- thinking about the gym haven't gone back but i've been thinking about it handlebar if you're in boston you can go to in um do you know what big night live is mm, no it's a music venue it's wait like a yes cl- a club yes, they yes, added yeah, yeah, yeah. to um attach a tdt garden right so they have no use for that space obviously right now so they're letting handlebar do classes in there so that whole space it's huge. It's got all these lights and it's got this bonkers That's sound system. Sick. They have all the bikes there. It's the coolest experience in the world. And there's so much space. So you are nowhere near anybody else, but you're still among people. And it's great. You do the mass the whole time. It doesn't feel bad. It doesn't. Uh, that surprises me that it doesn't take away from. Yeah. Like you're not huffing and puffing because you have a mass. You are, you're huffing and puffing because you haven't worked out in 10 months. But that's surprising. It's great. I I love it. So um yeah, but yeah, your honor is setting itself up to have such a busy finale, which stinks because I feel like all I've wanted is some kind of slow burn stuff to really see Stuhlbarg shine. To see not going to happen is shine. It's, it isn't the, it's not it's not the vessel for it. It's just it's not that kind of show. It was never going to happen and I think I'm okay with it because like I think at this point we know what the show is. We know that we're probably not going to love the way that it ends. We're probably going to come away from it being like, that show was was not great. But guess what? I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm sad that it's gone. I'm going to be heartbroken when it's gone. Yeah. Because I, I, it's, it's such a chaotic experience watching that show. But, I mean, even for as crazy and as not great as the dialogue is, Scenes between Brian Cranston and Michael Stuhlbarg, those have my fucking undivided attention. Yeah, and, and like that, it, so that's that's where like my disappointment comes from, and that's why I was disappointed when things did start to go off the rail because like rails because I felt like this had potential to be a great show because of those two guys who are unbelievable actors. Oh yeah, but, but like once I realized that this wasn't going to be an unbelievable opportunity for them to flex kind of just took it for what it is and, and enjoying it for what it is. But there are those moments where you see them like butt heads and where like they are getting some opportunity to flex their acting ability. And it's just like really, really intense. Yeah. And you get those like real flashes of brilliance. I'm like, damn, this, this could have been incredible. Yeah. They've also, I feel squandered the opportunity to, I feel like Hope Davis was good in this show and that's just stopped because uh, the Mrs. Baxter, what's her first name? Um, but Stuhlbarg's wife in the, the show was, I thought a really good character and like the kind of 
brains of the operation or like the like oh you gotta gotta watch out for for this character because like she she just very demonstrative uh clearly clearly very calculated uh i mean came up with the plan to do the worst part of the show which was the when they kill that family she was like the she really seemed like like almost like the puppet master like she right, was pulling the strings right like true monster type stuff and now because they're like hey sorry hope you're doing a great job it's just we've written in 400 extra storylines and uh now you are somehow not a main part of the show anymore <laughs> it's so that that's disappointing but um yeah i'm looking forward to the finale man i don't know what's gonna happen that's par for the course with this show because it's i, I don't I, I don't blame myself for not being able to guess or say okay well this is going to happen where it's easy to do that with something like the undoing or the night of this show has just shown there's no rules there's no plan it's just some it's, it's going to have some sort of bonkers ending yep 100 percent, and nobody's going to see it coming <laughs> uh I, I don't know it's it's uh I'm very much looking forward to it. It's basically our Super Bowl. It is. Uh, last point I'll make. Stuhlbarg, I've realized, is Tarantino. If Tarantino wasn't like all Tarantino. Don't they look? They look kind of similar. They have similar features, I think. And they, I feel like they kind of carry themselves similarly. But it's when they talk, that boy, are they different. No, I wouldn't say that they carry themselves similarly. I think that, uh, I think that, that Stuhlbarg is incredibly in control of himself yeah and i would not say that about quentin tarantino yes i would say quite the opposite quentin quentin tarantino is very twitchy and very not in control of anything that is going on yes uh stuhlbarg has like a very um i'm not thinking I'm, i'm i'm reaching for the the word but um like very calculated is the wrong word but like purposeful demeanor right like every every word he's saying is like has the utmost care and Mm -hmm. like he's just like this very polished dude Mm -hmm. you're right tarantino is quite different i watched um i watched reservoir dogs again recently forgot that tarantino was in it yeah, 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 no, no. I, I was sorry. I was thinking about. Uh, I th- was thinking about Stuhlbarg in Boardwalk Empire, and he is like the most purposeful and like clean and just efficient mob boss in that show. Man, uh, if you if you want Stuhlbarg flexing, you got to watch Boardwalk Empire again. I think that uh, the good way for the episode to end is to redo that last part. We'll include all this, but. You just leave it at, um, hold on, I'll message it to you so it's not going to sound like it's planned, even though all this is going in the episode. Okay. All right, let's, let's do it. Hold on. Fuck. What was, uh, I watched Reservoir Dogs again the other day. Uh, I forgot Quentin Tarantino was in it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. I was just thinking about Stuhlbarg. 